0: Hello, this is Pedro Ramos, and you're listening to the UkraMedia podcast.
1: Now, can you say it in Spanish? Is this too much for okay. us?
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, no,
1: no,
0: no. <laughs> Hola, soy Pedro Ramos, y estás escuchando el podcast de UkraMedia.
1: There you go. Love it. Hey, UkraMedia family, Vladimir Pragnivsky here, and welcome to episode number 89 of the UkraMedia podcast, of course, where I serve our UkraMedia family with interviews from highly creative people. And uh, it's been a little, I think it's been a little over two months since I published my last episode. So I want to apologize for such a long time of no podcast. I decided to take a little sabbatical, Got a little burned out from the dailies and just everything going on. And this is such a busy time for me because I volunteer with a, uh, an organization that helped me and Sergey when we were young. And this is kind of like their busy season. And so I got to do a lot of traveling. I think I've been to Texas twice I have been to Illinois, Nebraska, just all in in the last couple months. I've been traveling all over the place, so I'm happy to be back. And I have a brand new podcast episode with Pedro Ramos. He's a Spanish designer and animator based in London. He currently works at Territory Studio. Just an amazing, talented guy. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Pedro Ramos. Enjoy. We'll dig in right into your story. I'm just curious, so... You started out in Spain, right? You're originally from Spain. Where in Spain are you from?
0: So I'm from a small town a couple of hours north of Seville. It's not Andalucía, it's a region called Extremadura. Oh, nice. Which is uh, close to the border with Portugal. Uh, it's a small town, it's called Montijo. It's, um, it's uh, 17,000 people, town, so it's quite small. And uh, yeah, I moved here to London about a bit over five years ago. Do
1: you think you ever go back to Spain?
0: Uh, if I'm completely honest, my mom's not going to like this, but uh, She's I don't think I'll to go back. <laughs> 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 she, probably, she probably won't understand it anyway. But uh, Although she does speak a little bit of English, actually. Dude, your uh, English but, is
1: awesome, by the way. Well, did you learn English in Spain?
0: Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I obviously I, I learned English at school, but I also went to uh, Languages Academy. And uh, yeah, I learned English there. And I've I've always liked to um, listen to music in English and watch movies in English. Obviously,
1: I'll put so, you on. A, I'll put you on the spot. What, what is your favorite band? English band,
0: English band, or or band in general? Or English speaking. Band. Let's do
1: English speaking since we're talking English about speaking.
0: English. Uh, well, Jimi Hendrix, Black Queens of the Stone Age. There you go. Uh, Some good English ones. bands, probably the Arctic Monkeys
1: nice 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 well you obviously already lost your uh, spanish accent do you think so when you go back home does it like come back when you return you know after because it works for me every time i go up to columbus ohio that's where my parents live and uh, they don't speak english and so afterwards when, even like when i call my mom and then i start speaking again it's in english it's always like this weird transition are you thinking in spanish now or, or is this uh, or i mean no uh, no, i
0: think uh yeah i, I I believe that, I think, in English. I mean, it's been a few years now. And uh, yeah, but sometimes I feel like when I come back from Spain, my English is a little bit rustier than than usual. And uh, yeah, (laughs) I start speaking like a proper Spanish. No, not really, not really. It's been been a long time since I speak English, so yeah.
1: Well, let's let's, uh, let's go way back. I'm curious, how did you get into motion design? Like, where, where did it start for you?
0: Um, well, I, like many other people, I guess I, I started using Photoshop back in the day, like probably, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe I'm, I'm 31 now. Oh wow. So it's like, yeah, so it's about half of my life I've been using Photoshop, started with that and then uh, moved on to using Illustrator, Premiere as well, because I, um, during my degree, I started audiovisual, audiovisual communications back in Spain, and um, I started using Premiere there, and that got me into exploring a bit of After Effects to create, like, uh, snow effects, rain, and like these kind of, like, very rudimentary kind of effects to enhance your videos and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I started getting into After Effects probably around 2010, 11, and, um yeah, I took it from there. I Started getting into into two D animation, two D character animation as well. Uh, literally right before I moved to um, to the UK. So I was at the time I was uh, I had finished my master's degree. That was probably two thousand and twelve, actually. And then I took a year off just to work on my portfolio uh, while I was also, funnily enough, an English teacher. Wow! So I was teaching. Yeah, so I was teaching English. Uh, uh, Back home, and uh, yeah, like I had quite a lot of free time, So I took, um, I decided that I had to create a portfolio, and uh, I knew that I wanted to move to London because it's it's one of the industry hubs, you know. Right. So, so yeah, I took took the plunge, and uh, yeah, I moved here in two thousand and fourteen. From there, and uh, I got a job like fairly quickly. Actually, I was impressed. Uh, I got a job in about a couple of weeks or a week wow, or two quick. weeks. Well, you're very yeah, talented.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, talented people don't stay unemployed for too long. So that helps, right?
0: Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I got a job as a, uh, initially, it was a, a graphic designer, but I ended up doing a lot of, uh, quite a bit of motion, actually. And um, I felt that I wasn't really doing the kind of, um, Stuff that I wanted to do, at least uh, at least at the level I wanted to, to do it. And uh, if I'm completely honest with you, I would, uh, one of the reasons why I moved to London was um, was following the work of this guy Fraser Davidson. You might have heard of him.
1: Hmm, i will have to write um, it down.
0: Yeah, Fraser Davidson. He's a he's a relatively well known two D animator uh, now based. brighton but his works i was i was in love with the kind of stuff that that he he used to make and he makes still and uh yeah it was like partially because of his work that really inspired me to to move to uh, to a city like london when there are where there are so many studios and i I thought that i would have many opportunities here but yeah so i got hired at this Um, at this agency where I I worked as a graphic designer. I did some motion, but not not much. And that's the kind of stuff that I wanted to be doing more of. Um, And um, so I stayed there for a bit less than a year. And then I got a job at this other agency. It was a marketing agency um, where I stayed for four years up until recently um, before I joined Territory. Um, and, uh, yeah, there I was doing a lot of, uh, very corporate work. And, uh, what I did is just, uh, when I came back home every day, I tried to do something to, to improve my skills or like work on a personal project to, you know, get better. Um, but it was, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough because, uh, you don't always have the, you know, the willpower or the time to work on. Right. I can relate to that. Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess quite relatable, but yeah. Um, so over, over, yeah, over five years, I've, I've been that I've been here in London. I've tried to look for time to work on personal stuff uh, when I'm not happy with what I'm doing on my nine to five job. So I think that's that's one of the, that's something that that I would definitely that I would definitely recommend to someone who's not happy with with the position they're in, uh, definitely
1: Start make some time. a project, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like if it's important enough, you'll you protect that time that uh, that you need to spend.
1: Exactly, if you project. just cut off Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you're fine. <laughs> or in YouTube too. Exactly,
0: <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day, you, there are so many things that you can cut time on that it's really not gonna make any difference in your life. If anything, it's gonna make it worse, like social media, for example. Um, or like, I don't know, like watching TV. I don't even have a TV anymore. But me, um, Well, I do have a yeah. TV,
1: but I don't have cable or anything like that. I, it's just not even interesting to me. It's just, to me, I, I can't sit still. I'm one of those people where I always have to be doing something, learning something, exploring something. I, I think it's just uh, it's a blessing and a curse because it, it's hard to unplug from it all. But I'm curious, I wanna I want to go back a little bit. When you moved from Spain to London, what was that like? for somebody in your field like trying to break into the industry. What was yeah. that like?
0: Um, well, um it was I, I was I was quite happy really? about the move. Yeah. Were you, was, were you nervous was, at
1: all? Did you have like, you know, butterflies in your stomach thinking maybe I'm making the wrong move? It's, I mean, it is uh, moving uh, yeah, to a totally different culture and country.
0: Yeah, it's one of, yeah, exactly. It's one of, and I didn't know anyone here as well. So, wow. uh, yeah.
1: That makes it more uh, challenging. It was, it
0: was, well yeah but I, I was i was fairly conf- confident in in the fact that i could i don't know at least communicate you know, and I, I had been learning english for my entire life pretty much so um i was like well you know let's just give it a try and if it doesn't happen if it doesn't happen i can always i don't know work as a bartender or or do another job until i can get a job in in, in motion design so um yeah, but it was yeah, it was a little bit scary, but not that much. I think yeah, like if anything went wrong, I guess my family could support me. Maybe for so a you had, so you okay.
1: had like a plan B, but it, you nobody wants to default to the plan B, really, right? So you, no, exactly. You yeah. had on the I side to... just in case, so you, you had a home to come. You, you technically could, you could go back to Spain if you wanted to, but still, I mean, moving to another country, totally different culture, and pursuing something. You're passionate. I mean, that's awesome. Hats off awesome to you for doing something like that. Now I'm curious because I was going, I was looking through your videos, and I I saw this one video where you made five tips to survive in London. <laughs> <It's> just, yeah, <laughs> I was going through the list. The first one was you better be rich, mate.
0: Now what, yeah, what was yeah, this? Yeah. What was this about? Well, yeah, this so this is the first kind of personal project that I worked on when I moved here. Uh, this was <laughs> like so this was the time when I was doing uh, a lot of two D character animation. So um yeah, maybe like two, three years ago I started I started doing like different different things in terms of like the style of motion graphics that I um, that I do the kind of designs. Uh, but yeah, at that point I was I was still quite inspired by by the work of this guy Fraser Davidson and cuff studio and and uh, I was still like doing this kind of 2d character animation and I thought that it would be a good idea to. To just express myself, and, it was hilarious. Uh, just tell,
1: I love So Yeah,
0: thank you. Um, it was just, um, just I just wanted to express myself and and uh, and just give five tips to survive in London, just based on my experience when I first moved here. That I just made a list, wrote the script myself, paid a voiceover actor all with my money, and uh, <laughs> paid a sound designer as well, about maybe like two, three hundred quid, just. Just to make the sound design for the video. Oh, really? So I invested wow. my own money, yeah, uh, and uh, that took me about I don't know, probably about a year. It, it took quite a long time because I, again, I, I worked on it um, after I came back home from work, or sometimes on the weekends, and so it took a long time. It should have taken a lot less, um, but yeah, it was it was just which uh, is a fun thing. Yeah, it, it was
1: funny too. You had you could see clearly see your humor. I love that it was super short. It was, I think it was like a little over a minute or something like that. It was yeah. to the point. I mean, like you went through the five list pretty quickly. Uh, unpredictable <laughs> weather was pretty funny. How he was talking about. I think you said something about people change or something. You will. I forget what it was something about with underwear and, and weather. Oh I yeah, I forget the
0: weather changes more often than you change your yes. underwear. <laughs> yeah, I had a chuckle. It was <laughs> funny. Yeah, that's true, here in London, it's true that sometimes you can get all four seasons in one day. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets windy, rainy, see the sun, it's, yeah.
1: So what advice would you give out of, out of the five? Let's, I guess, someone who is thinking about moving to London, let's say in your similar, similar field, what you're in, what advice would you give to that person? Like, what's, the, what's something that I guess you would tell your own son, let's say he's moving to London and he wants to pursue his career. What, what's one thing, what's the most important thing he needs to know about London?
0: Um, well, I think that, um, I would tell that person that they picked a really good time to move to London because uh, the UK is very welcoming to immigrants at the moment. No, I'm joking. Is <laughs> British <humor. laughs> No, Not really. Not really. I, I don't even know what's going to happen with myself. Oh, uh, really? So, so uh,
1: oh, okay, okay. I see. I see. So there's yeah, some yeah. things in the news that are happening. They're affecting your, uh, your stay a little bit. Okay. So yeah, it's no, because of Brexit. Be oh, okay. Yeah, so- I think
0: and also because I think that I might get the. Uh, I mean, I've been here for over five years and I've been paying my taxes. So I guess uh, at some point uh, I'll get a, a British passport.
1: Ah. So, so yeah, it, it complicates think- things more because now they're leaving the U- uh, the European Union, right? So now you can't just come here as freely like you did back in the day, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Ah, yeah. But, if, but okay. if you want to give a tip, I think. Uh, well, I mean, it depends. What What are you moving here for? Is it if it's for motion graphics? I would say I would give the same advice I would give to anyone who wants to get into motion graphics, which would be ask yourself how much you like it. Are you like? Do you like it enough to put up with this with stuff like um, dealing with hard clients, doing extra hours, working on working on um, on personal projects to improve your skills. If you're okay with all of that, by all means, do it. Because London is a is is, is the hub in the, side, in the side of the Atlantic when it comes to motion graphics and the creative industry. The other one being LA and perhaps New York to a lesser extent, isn't it? But yeah, that's that's why actually I moved to London because it's, it's a place to be if you're in Europe when it comes to motion graphics. That's I true. The, I can't think of universe. anything
1: else in Europe that's uh, more... I mean, eight plus million people live in london right it's a huge city yeah exactly it's yeah massive
0: yeah, I thing is about 8.6 but uh, yeah i think that that encompasses a bit of the not just the metropolitan area but a bit of greater london as well but yeah it's a uh, london is massive
1: yeah so now you're a territory right so you started that how long ago
0: uh, so as of today it's been a bit over 2 months so, wow so you're uh, yeah. And I was you know I was yeah. just looking
1: through the list we had some previous guests like uh, Andy Needham he, I think I hope I'm saying Needham I think that's how he said Yeah it. I know
0: Andy, Andy yeah, yeah, Needham yeah And I so know him. so you've he's always a
1: Yeah yeah he's uh he was in episode 30 great guy I mean Nick Lyons have you met him yet he's an American guy
0: I have yeah I have a funny story about that
1: Oh right, well let's hear the funny story <laughs> Can you share the <laughs> well, funny actually, story was,
0: Of course yeah so actually uh, uh, something uh, people might not know as I've been a fan of the podcast for maybe like two years, a year, a year and a half.
1: Awesome.
0: So yeah, I'm familiar with all of these uh, podcasts because I've listened to them myself. Oh, normally nice. I used to, yeah, normally I, I used to listen to them on my way to work because it was an hour commute. I used to walk for wow. an hour every day, well, two hours back and forth. And uh, yeah, I had time to listen to podcasts and uh, the UK Media podcast was Dude, that's awesome.
1: It means so much to me, man. So,
0: yeah. Anyway, yeah, back, yeah. So, back to the funny story. Was, yeah, so it's actually Nick Lyons that got me a uh, territory. Really? Yeah, yeah, because it was um, it was about three four months ago that he he was in a, in this talk about uh, VR with another person from from the BBC uh, in in, in uh, this venue in East London, and uh, I went there knowing that he was one of the speakers. And uh, I just wanted to talk to him and just uh, my only intention was really just showing him my reel because I had finished it uh, recently at that time. And uh, I just wanted to show him and uh, I just had a quick chat with him just for a couple of minutes. And he said, dude, like, show me, send me your reel tomorrow in an email and I'll I'll send it over to, to the HR person. And uh, literally... <laughs> about an hour after that they sent me an email saying that saying hey would you like to come over for an interview next week and i was so happy so happy like so nick to nick lines himself yeah i sent him an email uh well a message on instagram recently just thanking him for that because yeah it was really nice of him to to do that for me and uh yeah just i just wanted to just be thankful and grateful for what he did so
1: Hey man that, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, hey, that, that's what it takes, right? Meet somebody on the inside, get to know them and look like you you position yourself perfectly. Now you're at Territory Studios, which is I don't know, I mean, it's uh, everyone knows of Territory Studios. So you you're pretty much like yeah. you made it. You're up there, man. Two months yeah, in. Does yeah. you're living the dream, man. What's it like working there?
0: Uh it's great. It's everything is uh it, well, most projects are really fast-paced. Um, but it's, it's great. It's, it's what, literally what I expected it to be. Um, I'm surrounded by an incredible amount of really, really good artists. I'm, I think I'm learning a lot. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so much. Like I've, sometimes, like these days, I'm. I, I just go upstairs and I, I need to look around a couple of times just, to, <laughs> just to believe this is that, happening. This is reality. That I'm, I'm that place because the funny thing as well is that. I lived like five to 10 minutes from it, from the wow. studio. Yeah. And uh, so I moved to this flat where I'm in uh, about three years ago, knowing that Territory Studio was just around the corner, as well as many other studios. So I thought that if at some point I wanted to change jobs, uh, I might have opportunities close to this area.
1: So you were strategic so, from the get go. Uh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. 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 it was. And, uh, I'll go even further. Uh, on my way to work, as I was walking to this previous job that I had, um, I used to walk past territory like pretty much every day. Wow! Because it, it was on the way, and uh, I looked up, I looked up at myself. i was like, "Yeah, one day I'll one day, there. one day, one day." So that just um, that's for. I found that was um, quite motivating. For me to to work after uh, after five thirty, you know, when I finish my other job, and uh, just to motivate myself to come home and do more work just for myself for my career. So
1: you know, it's interesting because this is very inspiring, dude. I had goosebumps just listening to that because you, t- it's like you took the step of faith. You know, you are just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna position myself in this place. Most people wait for an opportunity, but you were like, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna get close enough in close proximity. You know, I'm gonna be close enough. And then I'll just happen to, I will be at the right time, at the right place, and and things will just shift. And that's what, dude, it's encouraging because most people wait for that perfect opportunity, for the perfect time to try out for something, but it's never perfect. You just have to go. And as you go, you get better. And as you get better, you meet the right people. And as you meet the right people... Then you get the right connections, and then you'll have an idea, and you have to exactly. act on that idea. So it sounds like that's what happened to you. You knew exactly where you wanted to be, and you are just like, well, I'm not quite there yet, but I will put myself in close proximity.
0: Exactly. And yeah, I, I did that because I uh, I did that because if I'm I'm conscious of the power of connections, mm. you know, because uh, obviously the good work has to be there, and uh, to that. Uh, Regarding that, I don't I don't mean that my work is that good. I don't think it's, it's that great. But most, it's most talented people good. don't. So <laughs> most, yeah. most
1: talented um, people don't think they're that good. So anyway, continue.
0: Yeah, I think being humble is a, is a safe option here. But <laughs> um, I think it's at least perhaps it's good enough to, you know, just uh, step foot in the door. And uh, I thought that, yeah, just getting to talk to some someone who worked there uh, it was just the right thing to do. I also went to uh, this other talk with David Sheldon Hicks, one of the founders of the studio. Just talked to him and just just have a chat, a quick chat. I mean, it, it never hurts. And I live in London. They're very close by, so I mean, I, I had to take my chances, you know. And um, also, I would like to give you a, a bit of a, another story of not not so much success. Which please uh, do, which is, I love
1: it. Bring them, all. Yeah. yeah, share them all, which share them is- all.
0: Yeah, it's um, so I want to I again, I, I mentioned before that, I mentioned earlier that I, I was a fan of Cup Studio where Fraser Davidson worked and uh, I approached them as well like a couple of times. I, I They had job offerings and I applied for them and I never got an answer and uh, um, I actually went to that studio as well just saying that I was a fan. So I just knocked on the door and they opened it for me and I had a quick chat with them and uh, I didn't even leave a card. I didn't think that the work that I had at, at that time was good enough to apply for a job, even there. So I was quite like restrained and uh, I decided not to apply. But then um, I was a little bit depressed by after going there and coming back without like even saying, Hey, I would like to work with you guys. Do you think I have a chance or something? You know, and um, yeah, and I applied a couple of times after that online. And uh, never got an answer back. So, you know, it's like I've, I've tried to to reach out to the studios that I that I liked, and uh, I, that that time it didn't work out. But this time it did. So I guess sometimes it's just a matter of keep trying. You know.
1: Yeah, I like I forget what it was it called. There's a term for that, like this ratio for how many times you ask and you get rejection. I forget what. Uh Ah oh, man, I this is leaving me. This is terrible. I should have this. Uh, I was just reading about this, but you, there's usually like this ratio, and there's a term for it. For so many times that you do something, and then you know that you're gonna get like, let's say if you have a roll of dice and you uh, roll them let's see, yeah. I don't know, ten times, and out of ten times, let's say if you get threes like three times, and then usually that's what like the ratio is. So if you know your ratio, I mean, it's because I, you know, I had so many opportunities. I asked a the uh, um, same thing. Like I built my whole com- career on asking people. Like, I asked you to be on a podcast. I ask people to be on podcasts podcast all the time, you know? People say no, sure. but, like, I, I'm still trying to get Andrew Kramer on a podcast. It's going to happen one day. But, you know, <laughs> people say no. But one time I remember I asked this uh, football, famous soccer uh, football coach here in the United States, and I happened to deliver his tray when I was working in the hospital. And I, I asked sure. him if I can kick for the team, and he arranged a tryout. I mean, I didn't make it, but still. Like, he was just uh, he like, hey, if you're this bold to ask... I'm just going to do it. I'm going to set it up for you. you know? and, yeah. Exactly. And if you don't ask, you just never know. And sometimes people are just because they're so afraid of rejection, they never step out and ask for things. And they just think that things just show up. But most of the time, because pe- overnight success comes after years of hard work and years of rejection and things. And I just want to encourage people exactly. to are listening that, hey, if you got a rejection, man, it's all right. One down, many more to go, right? <laughs> go different. Exactly. Yeah, Keep yeah, asking. Mean-
0: it's not going to hurt. I mean, uh, it, it might hurt your ego a bit if you get rejected, <laughs> but like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Just keep on trying. If if it's worth it, is going to take some effort and time. Mm. So, well, yeah, and keep past it.
1: And you're two months in, and I'm looking at you because most people people will not. This is uh, we're talking on Skype, but people are just going to listen to the audio interview of this. Yeah. But you look refreshed. You look like you're getting enough rest. You're happy. So two months in, you look awesome. Am, yeah. So that's that's awesome. So hopefully uh, this is a start to something amazing. But I want to shift back because you're talking about uh, heart clients. And I'm curious if you have like a uh, a client from hell experience or the worst experience in your journey that you'd love to share with us. Other than the one um, you just shared about rejection. Yeah. Do you have another one?
0: Mm, We don't, I haven't, I mean, uh, our territory, I don't have any stories. No, no, not from territory, not from territory, from your uh, early days. Yeah, yeah, in the the past, yeah. Yes. Um, Well, not not really, I haven't, I don't think I've had any, like, really experiences from hell, but like, you know, I guess I've I've dealt with, with the usual stuff, like clients not really understanding or seeing the value of what you make, or... I don't know, like going through endless rounds of revisions where. How do you deal with know, that, by the way? Just,
1: how, do you, uh, how do you deal with, if let's say a client wants just too many rounds of revision, do you, at, at some point, do you just f- put your foot down and say, hey, this is where it's going to be? Are you upfront with things or are you kind of more flexible when you work with clients? What advice would you give to someone who is, let's say, a freelancer and they're experiencing this kind of hardship? What advice would you give to that person?
0: Well, I guess. I've, I've, um i don't have that much experience as a freelancer myself but i I understand that uh, the kind of stuff that i would do and this is and please take this with a grain of salt because uh, (laughs) i mean this is just my opinion um what i would do is just uh put a i don't know a cap on the amount of revisions that you make like write a contract i always write your contracts i don't have that much experience but like that's one of the very basics of, of freelancing just write your contracts try and keep everything written down and um and yeah, and tr- try and try and just limit the amount of uh, rounds of amends that you that you that you ha- that you can go through. Um, just don't make it more than two or three, I guess, or four or whatever you want to to make it. But um, but yeah, because at the end of the day, um, like it, it's your time, and it has a it has a value, and you're exchanging it for money. That's that's all it is. It, it is a job. So. Clients sometimes read too much and think that this is the kind of stuff that you do because you like it. But it's like you have to pay the bills. It's just, it's just like another, any other job.
1: Yeah, not true. Now, Pedro, if you, um, if you weren't, let's let's just say that motion design and graphic design was just not an option. You couldn't do it. What other profession that would you uh, you would like to attempt?
0: I have thought about this recently, actually, and uh, I think that I I was still do something in the creative sphere somehow like stuff like architecture i'm quite i'm quite inspired by architecture um or photography perhaps i I like that as well or maybe being a chef i'm I'm that's a a good one i like cooking yeah i'm a relatively decent cook and i I quite enjoy it I, i just to disconnect many times that that's the kind of stuff that i do i just cook a meal yeah. And, uh, Speaking of chill. meals, what,
1: what kind of meals do you do you like? I'm curious. Are, are you a, a, like 100 percent adapted to the British culture, or are you still? Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely, yeah. Okay. What are I the can, fish and chips? Sure. I don't, I don't I know can, much yeah. about British. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually, I was I was uh, pleasantly surprised with um, with British cuisine when I when I first moved here because I discovered Sunday roast. Sunday um. roasts are amazing. Have you heard of them?
1: N- no, Just never. Like, I'm going to have to Google no. it after this Scott.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's quite a typical thing. That, well, they've got all sorts of things like uh, shepherd's pie. Uh, shepherd's I pie, I heard of heard that of, one. Yeah, full uh, English, full Monty, full English breakfast, which has like all the, you know, eggs, sausages, mm. bacon, etc. Nice. Hash browns. Yeah, uh, so I can make a lot of that stuff, uh, but I can also cook. <laughs> Uh, Spanish dishes like Spanish omelette, paella, mm-hmm. um, gazpacho. <laughs> yeah, I can I can cook quite a bit of stuff. So yeah, because I, I enjoy it. So
1: now I'm curious because you know you you have like you said it's fast paced. You probably have a lot of projects going on. Do you what tools do you use to to um, manage your projects? Do you use something like Asana or I don't know what other things do people use, or are you more like old school and you just keep a note notepad and write all the projects on a piece of paper?
0: Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not the right person to ask this question because I'm not that organized when it comes to projects. But I do. I do write a lot, so I've, I've always got post around me, like you say here, and I write all my notes and I try and keep track of uh, the time that I spend on projects. But I do this like uh, manually. Really, I just check the time and I have alarms sometimes to let me know that I shouldn't spend more time than um, than required in my projects and. Yeah, try and keep track of how long things take, as well, just to improve as well uh, over time, and and try to spend, try to uh, try to be faster.
1: If you had to choose, like one personal habit that you think that contributes to your success, what would it be?
0: Uh, persistence. Persistence. I, I was gonna say that because yeah. uh, you moving to <laughs>
1: London, close proximity, just not giving up, just having that dream in close proximity, and just being consistent. Because most people would give up after you know first three rejections or whatever. That's cool. That's, that's a great skill to have. Now, how do you, how do you balance uh, work and personal life? Because I know you have a lot um, of personal projects that you're working on.
0: Uh, but not many, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> it's been, it's been... How do you yeah. unplug from everything? <laughs> really, do you no. have,
1: like, a routine that you follow? You unplug... Like, what do you do to unplug from work? Because I do believe that there has to be, like, a healthy... Well, I don't believe that, that the work-life balance exists, but <laughs> there has to be some kind yeah. of, like, switch where you unplug. Do you have that switch?
0: Um, perhaps not, because it's, to be, to be honest, it's, it's, I mean, motion graphics is uh, and like graphic designing, uh, cre- a creative expression really is it's, it's something that I enjoy. So it's part of my life. It's part of, like, it helps me unwind as well. So if sometimes if I'm really like pissed or I'm like, I'm, I'm angry because I'm working on a project that is not going the way I want to, I just work on something else. Or like I just go out and take some photos, It's a relatively recent hobby of mine. So I bought a camera last year and um, I have a Canon 60 now. And I walk around and just take photos here in London or outside and in other places, other cities. And uh, that helps me unwind as well quite a bit and clear my mind and stay away from my computer while doing something creative. That's a
1: tough one. So So staying away from your computer is a tough one.
0: I highly recommend it, and also, I also I also bought this camera just because I thought that I would it would improve certain aspects of of my um, of, of of my mind as a creative, like uh, being more familiar. Although I was, but like being even more familiar with focal lens, uh, focal lens, uh, composition, and trying to and colors and trying to you know framing things the right way. And uh, yeah, I think it's it's, it's a good. It's a good complementary hobby to have as a, as a motion designer or as a creative person in general.
1: Yeah, it sounds, like, I mean, it sounds like you're constantly trying to get new skills, new perspectives, which is, I think, so important because a lot of times people get in the field and they get so stale and they just keep doing the same thing, repetitive. And they're pretty good at what they do, but just good enough is not good enough. You always have to grow up. But then yeah. the youngsters come in and they just like are so much better and you're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? With oh my God, time? yeah. So that's good that you're exploring other fields that are somewhat related to what you're doing and it just kind of sparks a different kind of uh, creativity or a different kind of skill that can add, and enhance your creativity. Exactly. I know like Coldplay, for example, they like detune all of their instruments just so they can get like a different sound that they've never heard before and things like that. They're yeah. always trying to explore, trying to look for nif- different things. I'm curious if you have like a, a morning routine. Do you follow like a st- st- strict morning routine where you have to have your cup of coffee Uh-oh. and you have to have certain things? Do you-
0: yeah normally i need normally yeah i do need my dose of coffee in the morning and um yeah i try to like check check out like what other people are doing and i try to keep up with uh with what's been done in the industry try and check out blogs my like motionographer uh or other design blogs like abduzido don't know if you've heard of that oh yeah oh yeah good research been out for a while yeah um or like inspiration grid. I check out Pinterest as well sometimes. But I try and, and look for stuff that's uh, not on, not only in the motion graphics field, but also outside of it, because it, it can it can it can spark um, it can spark ideas in, in in a different way. Because if you if you're constantly checking out motion graphics works, you're like you are in this kind of narrow minded. Um, Mentality where 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 you're gonna end up copying something that has been and done that's before.
1: The prob- yeah, yeah, I can relate to that.
0: And if you and I, I think that, that that would be a good tip and a good tip for myself as well <laughs> is just uh, try and try and look for inspiration outside of the motion graphics field. Look for inspiration in architecture, photography. Uh, I don't know, like philosophy, even like when it comes to yeah. the music. Yeah, music, is a, is a, it sparks like good ideas as well. But like, I think it, or like even chemistry, because when you look at like chemical reactions and like the way the substances react uh, uh, in contact with, with each other, like they, that can create like something that is visually really interesting and that you can replicate or mimic or like, or it can be the base of an idea that you can explore visually yourself. Uh, Thinking now as a motion designer, but um, but yeah, I think that, that 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 would be a good tip. Like look for inspiration outside of the motion graphics field. Don't don't just hole yourself into.
1: That's well said. Because a lot of times people just stay in the box, and they are they they never take the time to explore other things. Like even something as simple as traveling to another city or state, if you're in the United States, just something or take a different route. Something you might see something you haven't seen before. Just get get out of that same routine because a lot of times that's where you know I think all the magic happens outside of your comfort zone a lot of times public speaking or getting out starting a podcast interviewing your heroes exactly exactly what I did right you get connections and you meet awesome people like yourself and all these different things, they they help you to step out of your comfort zone. And in the weird way, all these different skills you learn, like let's say if you step out and you start public speaking, they can help you in the career to become a better communicator. You oh, can yeah. present better, you know? Musicians, same thing, you can uh, anim- you know add, if you're a musician coming into the motion graphics, you can actually do, you have some kind of creative oh, yeah. thing that you can add to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, and, and try to network as much as you can as well. Like, oh, do it yes. in person. If you have the opportunity, that's super important. I try to um, attend, like, these uh, London motion meetups that we have uh, every month, every two months. Uh, and uh, other other things going on here in London, like See no Evil. Have you heard of that? Yes. It's like, a, this kind of uh, meetup event as well, where, where they bring uh, people to present the work that they've been doing. And uh, it's, I think it's great it's just to, you know, recognize the faces of, of the people whose, whose work you already know. But sometimes, like, you, you bump into people um, that, yeah, like, you you know their work, but you don't know their faces. And when you talk to them, it's like, oh, I did this and that. It's like, oh, really? I've been a fan of this for ages. So it's like, yeah, definitely network. And uh, I, I know it's easier to do it in a city like London or if you live in L.A. But if you can't, just try and look for other 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 meetups going on around your area, like it doesn't have to be about motion design. Maybe you can go and talk to photographers or other designers, illustrators, and and they can they can teach you a lot about about their craft, and you can learn a lot and still applicable to your field. So it doesn't have to be necessarily motion graphics. I know this because I'm conscious that I'm I'm from this small town in Spain, and I, I didn't have the opportunities that I there that I have now in London. So no, and that, that's
1: that's great advice because. I mean, like, look, just you and me talking, we already had two people that we knew. We have mutual friends because, yeah, yeah. it's through networking and things. And it's actually kind of cool because we'll here uh, on November 2nd, Sergey and I will be flying out for uh, Adobe Max, and which is kind of cool because a lot of people will be there that people already interviewed. Like, Joey Corman is going to be there. He's going to be presenting. He's oh, going to be yeah. one of the presenters. Sergey's going to be presenting. My twin brother, Andrew Kramer, is going to be there. Maybe that's what I'll get to nice. hang out with him. So maybe that's when I get him on a podcast finally. Maybe um, you can,
0: maybe you can teach him a couple of expressions, or your brother can. Yeah, teach yeah, a couple not of me, definitely right? my
1: brother. Yeah, maybe they can. It, maybe they can work time. together.
0: Yeah, it's a good time to maybe plug your <laughs> your brother's course. Yeah, <laughs> well, and, <laughs> and the, the funny funny
1: funny thing was that they were at NRB NIB NR, 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 I think that's what it was in uh, in Vegas here just a few months back, and uh, Sergey and Andrew Kramer presented on the same stage, so it was kind of cool. Like you know, the, but they oh. kind of like crossed paths, but they didn't really uh get to meet each other so it was kind of like they were on the same stage but they, everything was so fast-paced but but this time around we will get to maybe hang out with Andrew Kramer for a little bit but you know right, it, yeah it, the
0: guy he started it all he's, <laughs> yeah
1: it's uh it's it's kind of what started for Sergey through Andrew Kramer. I mean it's for everybody everyone I talk to it it's like well yeah. I got a hold of video co-pilot and then yeah, one yeah, thing- yeah
0: exactly
1: <laughs> well listen man I I see The time is approaching here to the end I just uh last question how can people get in touch with you
0: well, so I'm quite a bit on Instagram. I don't post that regularly, but you can catch some of the photos that I take over there and sometimes snippets of uh, of my work and motion design. Uh, so it's, you can find me on Instagram at pedrogaram, P-E-D-R-O-G-A-R-R-A-M, or on Twitter with the same with the same handle, or just shoot me an email at pedrogaram at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to answer.
1: All right, Pedro. Well, listen, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks to you for having me.
1: Well, this is the end of my conversation with Pedro Ramos. Pedro, thank you so much for your time. Enjoyed chatting with you. You sacrificed your evening. This It was like 8 p.m. his local time in London. All the things he could have been doing, but instead he decided to hop on a call with me. So, Pedro, thank you for your time. Make sure to check out his website, and it's at pedroramos.co.uk. Again, it's pedroramos.co.uk. You can see some of his work there. And... Uh, You can also go to YouCanBeer.com slash 89 and I'll make sure to link his website there and all the other things that we mentioned in the episode. And while you're on our website, definitely check out our first ever Blender course and our time-saving After Effects courses and products that Sergey put together for you guys. So check him out there. And lastly, don't forget to join our online mentoring group on Facebook it's absolutely free. It's probably our best free online resource that we have to offer because we have almost 4,000 people in this group, people from all walks of life, just talented people who are eager to help. So definitely go to ukramedia.com community. If nothing else, just join us there. If you'd like to leave a review of this podcast, hey, I'm not going to stop you. You can go to iTunes, type ukramedia podcast and leave a review. This definitely helps me. Get good people on the show. So, yeah, definitely leave a review if you have some time. And uh, I think that's a wrap. Thanks so much for your time.